Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're back talking high school football, and we're talking Linville Sully Hawks with uh, Coach Mike Parkinson. Well, welcome back to the show, Coach. Oh man, I'm so pumped to be back on this podcast, man. This is such a good thing. Well, we're 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 doing great. I want to you know mention that we're uh, over nine thousand six hundred listeners now. Uh, the high school football is what people like to hear about, and. Uh, we, we certainly like to hear about these Linville Sully team. Uh, we had really great numbers with you last time, uh, but I don't think I've talked to you in a couple of weeks. Can you kind of uh, give us a little quick uh, rundown of what's been going on the last couple of weeks? I'll tell you what, man, you, you, you're getting me spooked a little with this 9,000 listeners. <laughs> Going to get me all nervous, but it's all good. I guess I'm used to standing up in front of people as a teacher. But, hey, uh, we, we've been playing some good football here. Uh, last couple of weeks, I think the last time I talked to you, we were kind of prepping for uh, – prepping for a game against North Mahaska and played really well in that game. I'm um, just really proud of the guy, the way the guys played. Uh, we, we utilized our, our speed uh, on offense, defense, special teams, and executed at a high level. And, and then last week we played uh, we played up at East Marshall in, in another game that uh, pitted kind of some, some bigger guys against us, and we were able to come out on top in both games, play really well. Uh, offense was clicking really well. Uh, big plays are kind of the name of the game for us so far on offense, and then defensively we've been really stout. Uh, kind of a bend not break philosophy, and we didn't we're not giving much up in the rush attack, and so that's been a really really uh, strong performance. And I I think the last time we talked too, we were talking some special teams play, and had a couple block punts in that first game, then we had two block punts for touchdowns actually in our last game against these Marshalls. So we've got uh, kind of three headed three prong attack going on right now, and, and we hope to continue that as the season goes of of that offense defense special teams and put all that together and we can be a pretty good football family well every week i can point to a game that hinged on uh, uh, special teams you know uh and uh i think all the coaches around here really take special teams seriously and i know you do definitely and you know it didn't take much if you watch college football or, or the nfl this past weekend how many snaps and kicks and things like that came down to it i know i watched i watched the steelers play the the Bengals. And holy smoke, special teams at the end of that game, that was everything. And and you think about a high school game and special teams do a little bit of everything for teams. And, you know, whether it's field position, uh, change of possession, uh, momentum. And uh, I've heard a lot of, you know, stats about block punts over the years and blocking a punt. Think about that Iowa-Iowa State game, how important special teams were there uh, in that ball game. So, uh, you know, those, those block punts matter and, and those those kicks matter and, and coverage matters. and uh, such an important part of the game. It gets overlooked once in a while by teams when they're prepping. And what we try to do is, is make that an equal part of the game, not spend too much time on offense or defense, uh, where we want to be strong in all three phases. Well, when I was a freshman and uh, I really, really, really wanted to play, you know, and the only time I could get on the field was during special teams. So do you have some, some younger players that uh, uh, have gotten a chance to play in special teams and maybe made a little uh, impression on you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of young players. I'm going to talk about Taron Goslink. He's he's a sophomore linebacker uh, for us, and, and that's really where he's made a mark. Um, for us, caught our attention a little bit, and then it's got him some time on defense. Uh, he's he's been a kid that we've been able to bring in and, and play some linebacker, and and just kind of get a stick his nose in there a little bit and get after it. And uh, that's definitely shown up on kickoff and and some other special teams where he just flies down the field and makes a play and. Uh, another kid, he's a, he's a junior, but he hasn't played a lot of varsity yet in his career, is uh, Lucas Seek. And he had three touchbacks last week uh, up at East Marshall, and he's got a great leg. He's a 
I think he could hit somewhere between 50 to 55 on a field goal. And, and, uh, you know, you talk about a kid with some potential in that particular area. He's a great kid. So you got those, those guys, uh, Blake Van Wyke's another kid that I think just has shined in the special teams, a kid that doesn't get talked about a lot. He's a backup linebacker for us as well, but he's awesome on, on kickoff and punt and those, those things like that, getting down and, and making plays. Well, I remember Fairfield and uh, uh, Fort Madison played last week, and Fort Madison kicked a field goal with 20 seconds left in the game to win that game. You know, I mean, that's wow. Having a kicker is a big advantage, isn't it? Because a lot of teams don't. You know, you, you know it is. And and we actually started the season off this year. We I try to tell stories of kind of seasons long ago. <laughs> you know, when you get a couple of years under your belt, you can talk about some previous things. And and we were getting into. Uh, kind of stay in the course in a game. And we were referring back to a game that we had again. Uh, we were down at uh, Winfield Mount Union back in 2015 and they had an outstanding team. And as when they were still, uh, still 11 man and uh, it came down to the wire and, and we were down by two points late in the game. And we hit a, a go ahead field goal with about 10 seconds to go from like 42 yards or something like that. And so heartbreaker, you know, for one team and, and miracle win for another you know, you get those kind of games and, and boy, it really, really matters. And the reason I told him that story is because early in the season, we had a game where we had made a field goal during a game and that turned out to be the game winner uh, because we nobody could move the ball. It was such a rainy mess that game. And so that, what a good story for our kids to, to hear. And, and uh, we're going to try, you know, if we get the opportunity, uh, we get down there, we'll, we'll try a kick. We feel really confident in our kicking game. And uh, we got two kids that can snap the ball really well, two sophomores actually, uh, Landon Montgomery and, and Carson uh, Maston. So those two guys can get it back there quick. And if we can protect it and hold it, uh, we might be able to put that baby through the uprights from, uh, yeah, from a ways out. Yeah, I mean that could that could be the difference between uh, you know going to playoffs and not going to playoffs. Just that one win, you know. And uh, I, I think that whether it's a twenty-yard field goal or a forty-plus yard field goal, if it's inside the last thirty seconds of the game, it's a tremendous amount of pressure to to come through on, isn't it? Oh, ab- absolutely. And you know th- that's what you want to practice. Uh, we put our kids in a lot of those scenarios. I think last uh, Thursday, the scenario we had was a quick countdown. Um, either between 20 seconds, 15 seconds, and I think one of them was like uh, 10 seconds where they had to uh, execute a snap and a kick. And you put them in that, you've got to kind of put them in that hot water a little bit early. It's not the same as a game, but you can certainly try to simulate some of those things. And then, you know, early in the season, if you get a chance to, to take an opportunity at the end of a half or somewhere to, to kick one, you got to give those, you know, whether it's field goal, PAT, uh, punt situation, and you gotta gotta experience some of those situations as the game goes on, without a doubt. Well, to kick a field goal, uh, you need a good snap, and you need a good placeholder. You know, so it's not just a kicker; it's 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 a lot. How, how ha, let's talk about your centers. You know, I've been asking about centers lately. The offensive line and the centers. Let, let, let's give them some. Uh, let's give them some publicity. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, our our offense really. Uh, it starts and ends with our center, um, Tyson Jansen, who's a senior. He started at center force last year. <clears throat> uh, we're an exclusively shotgun team. And uh, when you run an offense like what we run, uh, we're kind of a, a brand, a single wing offense. Uh, and when you when you do that, your center is a really critical position because that, that ball is getting snapped back there to a back who's moving. 
and uh, we do some different situational directional snaps. And so that guy's got to be on point and um, he's not been perfect without a doubt. None of us are, but he's been darn good at it. And, and I say it starts and ends there because he's got to execute that and then he's got to go block. So uh, accurate snaps, number one, and then blocking number two. And Tyson's done a phenomenal job there. And even for us, uh, the next couple guys coming in, Isaac Voss, who's a junior, kid that we're looking forward forward to playing maybe a little bit more as the season goes on and, and next year a uh, good snapper an accurate snapper and so that's such a critical part of what you do and and you better snap it and then you better get low and block and we're a shoulder pad blocking team and and so uh, when you do those things you, there's a lot to ask a, a young man who's 17 years old and and uh you know <laughs> got a lot of things to work on so that's pretty that's a pretty uh, integral part of what we do well, uh, let's talk about who's running the ball. Let's just talk about that part of it. I don't know how many different players you got uh, moving the ball, but uh, sounds like the line's opening up some holes. So, uh, uh, and obviously, you're you're putting a lot of points on the board. So, uh, how about your running game? Well, we got a kind of a multi uh, multi attack in the running game, and we we want to utilize as many guys as we can. And I think they'd first tell you, and and quarter down harder has been the guy who's gotten the bulk of our carries. Uh, and, and he's racked up uh, the yards and the touchdowns. I think uh, he's he's a kid with a lot of explosive speed and great vision. But I think if you talk to him, first and foremost, he would talk about the line and the guys that block downfield. And we do we pull our guards in a lot of different directions. Uh, Lane Mathis, and, and, excuse me, <laughs> Lane Fisk and Mathis Torres. Um, those two guys, Lane and, and Mathis, they, they get down the field so well. They, they pull, they, they work in space really well. They hit hard downfield. Uh, Jacob Fogle and Dawson James, two other linemen who do a great job of downfield execution, um, just really getting out there in space. And sometimes when you ask your linemen to get out in space, they don't really know what to do with it. And our guys, uh, being athletic as they are and fast as they are, they, they do a really good job of, of hitting that second level hard and, and, and getting there with a purpose. Uh, and that's opened up a ton of lanes for, for quarter. Uh, Kyle Squires, another kid who was off to a great start this year again for us. He, he's our wing player. Uh, CJ Nichols, another kid who's, who's done a phenomenal job as a ball carrier for us this year. Quick kid, a lot of really good lateral movement. Uh, so our backs are all pretty quick. They're all, they're all tough kids. Um, we preach a lot about break the first arm tackle. Uh, I guess the expectation in our program is first guy that you meet doesn't bring you down. Uh, so we're going to be fighting for yards and, and we're going to be getting, we got that forward lean, and, but uh, it doesn't work real well if your line doesn't make a hole for you. So the cool part I think about our running game and the backs is they all have to end up blocking for each other as well. And we ask our receivers and tight ends to block Connor Maston uh, is a kid who does a tremendous job blocking for us at a receiver. And our, our tight end is a, is a hustle man, big time down the field. Uh, uh, just does a great job well, uh, uh, hustling. Uh, so it, as, far, as far as, as far as what we do there, um, you know, Keegan DeWitt, that tight end. And then I mentioned, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned Bryce Richards. He's another blocking back tech player for us. And, and, and uh, another kid that's shown up in the running game uh, that played a little more receiver, but he's done a great job running the football uh, is Caleb, uh, Caleb Ray. So showing a lot of speed and toughness. So we, we feel like we're pretty deep at that position, but um, they go nowhere without those, those guys up front. Well, I, I just love to see a, a running back that's willing to block or a, or a receiver that's willing to block downfield. You know, I just feel like they're, that, that makes them a, a complete player. Don't you? 
without a doubt. And, and you're probably not going to play a whole lot on our offense if you can't block. It sounds to me like you run kind of a complicated blocking system. You must have a lot of really highly intelligent and uh, guys with big football IQs. Is, is that the case? Well, I think that's what we love the most about our team right now is – is we can really kind of draw up something in the dirt and and go and and we've you know we've tried some different looks and some different formations and we always tell them formations are cheap and plays are expensive uh, we want to be able to run our entire offense out of every formation we do but there are little tweaks here and there as you mentioned so our guys need to be able to be uh, you know they need to be able to handle the base offense but then and then what do I do when I, if I'm not the running back anymore and I'm split out at wide receiver or if we overload one side or if we, you know, if we use motion, it all changes a little bit. So definitely a football IQ is important in what we do offensively and defensively. And, and this group is, has really adapted well to some of the things we've tried to do. Well, let's talk about your quarterback and his receiving targets, uh, you know, his wide receivers, his tight ends. Maybe you can work in the, some of the running backs into the passing game. How's your quarterback performing? Uh, how how advanced is he? Can he check down and 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 read defenses? And uh, 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 who's he been delivering the ball to? You know, so we we kind of ask our quarterback to be a little different version of a quarterback. We've uh, we've merged our quarterback and fullback position. <laughs> that probably sounds crazy to hear that, but sounds uh, innovative. What we, what we love out of our quarterback, his name's Landon Montgomery, and, and uh, he's a sophomore, but he he's a kid that'll play really well behind his pads, and, and he can sling it. So he's a, a unique athlete for sure. Uh, I think he might lead our team in, in pancake blocks. So if that tells you anything about our, our quarterback position, or he's right up there in pancake blocks. Uh, in addition to that, though, he's good when he drops back to pass. And he's, he's typically looking for a kid like Connor Mastin to get open. Uh, he's a deep threat. He's a big, tall receiver, uh, fast. Um, he, uh, he scored on a reverse against East Marshall, and he's had a couple big touchdown receptions in the other early games. Uh, but he's got some other guys. So those backs are also good receivers that I mentioned. And, and uh, you know, our tight end can get out there and make some plays. So I think in the passing game, we, we were looking over the last couple of weeks to improve in that, find some other guys to throw the ball to in, in terms of spreading the wealth around. If uh, I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, so if you were to watch that game on, on uh, over the last weekend, Mahomes – uh, hit you know five or seven different targets it seems like early in the game and that's kind of what we try to do in our offense not make it run through one guy in particular but uh, maximize the potential of all of the talented kids that we have on the field and, uh, our goal is to put the best 11 out there in, in whatever capacity we can and and so for those guys that are maybe not starters they come out there and, and get a play like cj nickel or caleb ray who are not quote one you know that one a starter but they're one b coming in in a in a personnel thing uh they know that they, if they get their number called, uh, they got to execute and, and do so at a high level. So, um, you know, we can get the ball to a lot of different guys in a lot of different ways, and it doesn't have to be a lot through the air. But I uh, certainly think our guys have adapted well, um, considering last year we ended the season uh, probably in the last four to five games only throwing the ball uh, a handful of times total. Uh, we kind of went through a stretch there toward the end of the season where we didn't throw a pass. So uh, this year we're looking to upgrade a little bit in our offense and, and be more be more complete as an offense. Well, uh, I've noticed. I talked to a lot of coaches, and I noticed the teams that are really doing well are doing a lot of what you're doing is getting the ball into a lot of people's hands and having a multifaceted offense that that's harder for the defense to uh, to leave. So uh, as we mentioned, the defense. Uh, 
I don't know. Uh, the only thing it seems like you're doing better than putting points on the board is keeping the other team from putting points on the board. Uh, what's going on with this defense? They've only allowed a couple scores all season. Yeah, tell you what, this this group of guys, it's the same same personnel we were talking about. With maybe a few other guys moved around, but uh, it really starts right in the middle with our linebackers, uh, Kyle Squires and, and Lane Fisk. They they set the defense for us. Um, they are kind of the heart and soul of that defense. That doesn't mean that the other guys don't make it happen. Sometimes those guys don't even have to make a tackle because the defensive line is all over it. But uh, those guys are they are the the guys on that center point. Uh, and our defensive philosophy is kind of a split defense. Uh, the front six or so, they, they take care of the calls for, for that. And then the back half, those back uh, five or six guys, depending on what we're in, um, they're, uh, they're getting the, their calls from Connor Mastin, who's at free safety. So our calls are coming in through linebackers and safety, and we've got to communicate. But they do a great job kind of marrying up those two calls and making sure what the front's doing matches the secondary. And uh, it's, a, it's not a really a complicated defense uh, when you look at it uh, at face value, but this group of guys have been able to really adapt to the things we want to do. And so we can specialize a little bit and add some different schemes, different coverages, and, and really manipulate our look. So an offense really never gets a clean, oh, this is who they are, this is what they do. Uh, for us, we really like simplicity. So we start with a simple approach and then we build on it and and the guys, once they've got that simple approach mastered, uh, and then we basically just tell them, hey, now that you know the skills, uh, now you need to communicate with each other. So find a way to communicate so we can do these adaptations and these different looks and these different fronts. Uh, and they've just they've picked up on that so quickly. And that's, I think, just a product of this group and, and what they do in the classroom and, and how they value uh you know how they value that side of the game, the football smart side of it. So it's more than just the physicality of it. Well, let's talk about turnovers. Uh, I'll just give an example. Uh, Waco has a, a guy named uh, Mason Miller. Lordy has seven, he had he he was uh, first team All State last year, an eight man uh, uh, with nine interceptions for the season. He's already got seven this year. There's also a player on Waco uh, named Colton Lichty that just seems to be there every time the ball is fumbled. Do you have any any players like that that anticipate and? Uh, step in front of passes or, or, or just got their eyes open for a ball on the ground all the time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first couple guys that really come to mind, uh, Keegan DeWitt, and I bring him up because uh, he's blocked two punts. Uh, he's got two picks on the year. And uh, that, that kid back at free safety can see it pretty well. Uh, but those two pump blocks have just been such an awesome asset to what we're doing. And he just gets to the ball and seems to understand where it's at. He even scooped and he scooped and dove over the end zone line uh, Friday night in that game on that block punt. And then Connor Masson, that other safety kind of ball hawking back there. I think he's got two picks on the season as well. So uh, those two guys back there are, are dangerous safeties. Uh, and then up front, uh, really we've, we've done some, some nice things with, uh, with our backers and, and, you know, I just, all of those guys are, are really critical to the success of, of what we're trying to do. And I, I think about somebody like Mathis Torres, who's up on the defensive line or, or Dawson James or any of our defensive linemen and, and what they're able to do, if they can provide pressure on the quarterback, we're able to drop and cover and make plays like that. So those interceptions are a product of what the front's doing. And I don't think you, you know, we talk about turnovers and that's what we try to, we want to try to create turnovers. Uh, that makes it a lot of fun. But at the end of the day, we aren't making any turnover. We're not creating any turnovers at all if if people aren't doing their jobs. And I think that's the, the most important thing. Well, yeah, that pressure 
uh, and that, that up, up front stuff is where everything starts. Uh, well, you, you've had some pretty good scores. You must, uh, your, your, you, you, your team must be excellent at executing your game plan because you go right out and you get, so you, you, you seem to be getting a pretty good lead quick. Uh, has that allowed you to play some younger players? Uh, maybe later in the second half to get them some playing time. You know, it really has. And I think that's a, that's a valuable thing for our young kids to, uh, to really, really grasp is when you get on the field, the expectation doesn't change. So that's what I think I love the most about what we're trying to do as a team is when these, when these other guys get out there, um, there's, we don't really miss a beat um, because they understand what they've got to accomplish. That's carried over really into our junior varsity games. Uh, that, that group right now, they are, they are absolutely tearing it up and having fun and, uh, they just, I think that's a testament to the work ethic that they're doing, but the stuff that they get to see and do on Friday night, because uh, as most small schools would tell you, those, those kids that play JV, they very rarely get to practice their stuff. You know, usually they're the scout team. They're running everybody else's offense, but their own and everybody else's defense, but their own. And they might get one or two days or a couple times in practice to run their things. So they show up on Monday and they got to play football, uh, <laughs> you know, just like they just got to play football. And, and I think that experience on Friday night has really, really benefited a lot of those kids, especially our young leaders. Well, uh, it looks like you're going to Wayne this week. Now, I don't know too much about Wayne, although I do know that they had a very good baseball team uh, that went deep into the playoffs. So they must have some pretty good athletes. Uh, uh, what, what are you looking at at Wayne and who do they have that maybe concerns you a little? You know, uh, Wayne is it's similar to some of the teams we've been seeing so far. A team with some big kids, uh, bigger than bigger than our guys, anyway. Um, they're they're a younger team. They got a few young kids out there, um, and I think you know when we when we have watched them on film and, and we've seen some of the scores and things like that. Um, they've been really strong early in the game, and then as the game progressed, uh, they've kind of faded off a little bit. And I think that's kind of a signature of a younger team and having some younger players out there. But with that being said, this is week four, and uh, you know those those guys aren't young kids anymore, so they they've got a taste of varsity football. So we expect to see a, a team that's you know a little bit battle tested, and they've played some some of the better teams in our district so far. So expect to see a team come out and play really hard and play really physical. And they got some big kids. Uh, they run an offense that requires you to be pretty disciplined. It's a kind of an option style offense. Anytime you see an option team, you know, you know, you got to be in your spot doing your job. And, and so that's going to be a, a good test to see how disciplined we are. And then offensively, uh, really the idea is just execution. Uh, the last couple of weeks, um, last week we didn't have nearly as many penalties as we had against North Mahaska. Uh, we're trying to clean that up a little bit, but we had a turnover last week. So we want to play as clean as we can minus turnovers and penalties and be on the plus side of everything, be on the plus side of the 50 and, and uh, finish our drives. So, um, if we, if we end on a touchdown or a punt or a, or a field goal or something like that, that's a positive for us on an offensive drive. We don't want to end fizzling out or turning the ball over. So um, that's going to be a key component for us this week. And it's our it's senior night for us. Uh, so I'm excited to see what the seniors got on, on their uh, last crack at a senior night. And it's been a fun week of practice. We, we try to put a theme every week in practice, and this has been a fun one for us just to kind of keep uh, – the general idea this week is to stay hungry, stay humble, and stay hungry. Just keep working, keep working, keep working. Uh, we're just excited about every opportunity, and we're excited to see another team show up at Linville Sully that wants to play hard. Yeah, so I guess it's a home game. It looked like uh, it said it was at Wayne, but it, it's a home game then, huh? 
Yes, it, yep, it's at Linville Sully. Now, did you guys play a week zero game? No, we did not, actually. Okay. We had a, we did an inter-squad scrimmage. So you're about halfway through the season already. Uh, um, let me, let me, uh, uh, let me ask you about uh, maybe some uh, intangibles or, or, well, let's just go about how the, how the, how the community is responding to the team this year. Well, I think first, uh, first game, um, we, we had a huge, huge turnout for our first game against Pleasantville and they made it a really fun environment. And I expect a similar, similar thing uh, coming up this, this week. Uh, I would hope a lot of people come out and watch the game and cheer us on and just be really positive and, you know, support the Hawks and cheer us on to, to, uh, you know, setting the goals and reaching the goals that we have. And, um, but just overall, just my interaction with different people in the community and, and the, the general vibe in, in the community is we're having fun. And I think it's all the programs in the fall right now. And I, I can say this a little bit as the athletic director, I think, but all the programs in the fall have a lot of good, they got energy, that right kind of energy, that positive energy flowing through the programs, whether it's cross country or volleyball or football, they all feed off of each other. And the kids want to go, you know, cheer each other on and, and be at the games and, and that kind of stuff, which is really, really fun. Uh, and the guys to, uh, this week, we have a home cross country meet tonight and the guys this week came, came to the coaching staff and said, Hey coaches, we, we really want to attend that. We'd love to go cheer them on, uh, as you know, and how often do you get to do that? And so, uh, we tried, we figured out a way to make it work today. And so we're going to go support them. And I think that's just a, the mark of a, a really fun environment that's being created right now in the Sully, uh, centered around our, this, you know, our sports programs. But at the, in addition to that, you know, at our football games, the, the band is there playing. They, they do all these different things. They're doing a themed kickoff for us this week. So got to give a lot of kid, a lot of different kids credit for all the help and making this, uh, a lot of fun. And like you said, the communities responded really well. We had a, a huge turnout at the North Mahaska game. We had a lot of people at the East Marshall game on Friday. So, that, that support and, and just everybody's willingness to support us in, in our fundraising that we did and, and uh, you know, all the work that a lot of volunteers put in too. Uh, we have community members who donate uh, their time to run the chains. Uh, we have a community member who's donated his trailer for us on road games to take all of our stuff with us. So uh, it's just been a, it's definitely a family effort here and, a, and a, uh, one that everybody really has a part in. Well, if you live in a big city or a metropolitan area, you, you just don't have any idea about the impact of a high school football team in a small town. I mean, I've seen, I've been to, to towns of 800 people and then I go to the game and there's 1500 people at the game. You know, I mean, it's, it's that big of a deal uh, in and around here. Yeah. Without, without a doubt. And uh, at a big school, I'm, and I, I can't really speak from experience. Um, I did spend one, I did coach football at Bishop Peeland for one year. Uh, but I definitely think when, when, uh, you know, that small town atmosphere shows up, that's just such a cool environment. Uh, and, and that is, that is something that, you know, people sing songs about, they, <laughs> you know, they write about that stuff. That's, that's kind of the, that's what, uh, American football in, in part is about, um, certainly the big programs and, and those big games. I don't want to take anything away from those kids. It's just a different setting. It's a different environment. And, and they, they certainly have an awesome experience there too. So, um, and I don't want to take anything away from that, but I think that's what I love about, you know, small, small school football in Iowa is there's such a, 
there's such a hometown following, you know, that identity. And then you got a lot of people who graduated from, you know, your community who show up to those games and they, you know, they truly bleed blue and gold and they, they want to be there and they want to cheer them on. So it well, makes it a lot of fun and a cool environment. We just got a couple minutes left. How can we follow uh, Linville Soleil's football team through the radio, through streaming, through social media? What are the opportunities? Well, again, uh, if you head to our school's website, you should be able to access our streaming services. Uh, we are currently in a little bit of a transitional phase as far as live streaming. Uh, we are we are getting the uh, we're going to be joining the NFHS network, but not yet. So I'm guessing we'll be on that network sometime around our next home game, which is uh, two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, so we'll probably end up doing like a Facebook live event or something like that if people. Uh, need to live stream that we'd love to have everybody come to our games uh, we we hope that doing that live streaming uh is a is a great service for people that aren't able to make it uh for people out of the state you know family members or, or alumni or people that want to go you know watch the hawks play uh so our school's website lshawks.com is the place to go for that uh you can also follow our our school's twitter feed uh so that's that's available out there on twitter i think it's just at, at ls hawks or something along those lines um and uh, go that route. We also have a school Facebook page that contains a lot of different things too. So that's probably where you find the Hawks and, and where you can find us the most on, on social media and online. Um, other than that, just come to, come to Sully seven o'clock tomorrow night and you'll know where to find the Hawks. Well, uh, if you're, if you're a grandparent and live out of state, or if you're a, a member of the armed forces that's uh, overseas, uh, I was in the army uh, and we, you know, I would love to have kept up with local news and local teams and stuff, but there wasn't any opportunities. Well, we're out of time. We're talking Linville Soli's Hawks football with the head coach, uh, Parkinson. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on. All right. Well, this is Round Guy Radio with, uh, with high school football. And thanks everybody for listening.